She's a Super Geek is a proud member of Misdirected Mark Productions. to episode 104 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hey everyone, I'm Andy, and on today's episode, my co-host Senda and I are joined by Liz Chipratacoon from Angry Hamster Publishing to play Bloody Demon Slayers. This game is about people who get magical powers when they get their periods. So, content notice, this game discusses menstruation in detail, not in gross detail, but talking about the effects and different moods, all of the mechanics are based on how you respond to your period. It's kind of like if Sailor Moon met Buffy met talking about your periods. It's a really cool game. Special thanks to our patron of the week, Travis Stoder. Special thanks to our coiffed ears patron, Ariel Weiss. You too can become a patron at patreon.com slash sasgeek. Hello and welcome to She's a Super Geek, the actual play podcast where we are on brand all the time, especially today. (laughs) Okay, sure. Fix this somehow in post. I will. (laughs) What's happening? Don't worry about it. I can do it. Okay, I believe in So today, Senda and I are joined by Liz Chapratikou. Hello. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about our game? That we're really excited to play. <laughs> we are a little bit excited. <laughs> my name is Liz. I am a writer, developer, roleplay publisher. I have my own company called Angry Hamster Publishing, where we make a variety of different roleplay games. But the reason I'm on the podcast today is because we're actually playing a game from my Patreon, which I do with a friend named Steffi Devan. And we are releasing 12 micro games over 12 months. And today we are playing Bloody Demon Slayers. So you guys are going to be playing magical people with periods who get powers and fight demons. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Did you mention that you also have a Kickstarter coming up? I do have a Kickstarter coming up. So we're going to do we're going to launch what? our third big Kickstarter for Angry Hamster Publishing. We are going to launch Afterlife Wandering Souls and that is a more serious game than Bloody Demon Slayers where basically you play someone who's died and instead of going where you're meant to go like heaven, hell, reincarnation or just nothingness, you end up in this endless desert called the Tenebris, the darkness. And you have to go into different kind of portals and worlds in order to find memories of your past life and move on from the tenebrous. Wow, that sounds really cool too. Do you yeah like the name of that game one more time? Um, Yes. Tell us the name again and do you have an idea about when people are going to be able to find it on Kickstarter? It is Afterlife Wandering Souls and it is going to go onto Kickstarter in the second quarter of 2019. And actually by the time that this podcast gets released, there's gonna be a free quick start on Drive RPG. So you can check that out. Thank you. Anyway, so back to Bloody Demon Slayers. <laughs> what we're actually playing today. Harnessing our period power for good. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I assume because we're demon slayer. I mean, I guess you can be a demon slayer and be evil. Yeah. I mean, and, and be like, I'm a demon and I want to be the best demon. So I'm going to slay all the other demons. It's like Highlander. Is it th- there can only there, be one. There can only be one. <laughs> 
Sorry, do you want me to do my demon voice again? <laughs> no. No. I just want you we to have be to play the McCloud, game. The clan McCloud. <laughs> McCloud. This game is essentially a magical girl game, or I should say like a magical person game because you can be male or female, but about people who have periods or have experienced periods and they get magical powers which are granted to them by the moon. So the first thing I'm going to do is actually take you two through character creation and you are going to create your slayers and a little bit you're going to kind of create the bonds that you guys have with one another. We're going to figure out what your lunar powers are and what your lunar form, which is your uniform, looks like. Yeah. So exciting. We're going to talk a lot about your menstruation. Uh-huh. Okay. And then we are going to play. I'm I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Content notice. We're going to be talking about periods. Yeah. yeah we can put that in the, the show notes, but whatever. Yeah. So basically, I just wanted a fun game that, you know brought light to these kind of, well, not issues, but things that people go through with periods. Normalizing the conversation is important. Exactly. And what better way to do it than to kill a bunch of demons while... Oh my gosh, I'm really, really excited about it. Yes. (laughs) All right. So the first thing we're going to do, you are both playing characters who are in high school because, you know, that's when most magical girl games take place. And for ease of context, we'll say, you know, you're in America somewhere in a small town where... Obviously, there's tons of demons because of some type of prophecy, which we'll get to later. We're in Sunny Dale. <laughs> yeah, it was like Sunny Valley. <laughs> sunny Valley. Sunny Valley. Yeah, okay. So you both live in Sunny Valley. There's a high amount of demons in Sunny Valley. You are both... It's sunny Vale meets Sweet Valley High. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and period. period. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing we're going to do is actually we're going to think about who your slayers are outside of being slayers, right? When they're just normal girls or boys or gender fluid people. So we need to pick a name for you, what you look like, and a quirk that you have. Like you could be a know-it-all or you could be brash or shy, spacey. Do you have an idea of a name, an appearance, and a quirk? (laughs) Andy, are you going to be Sailor Mercury? Because I'll pick a different one. (laughs) I was not going to be Sailor Mercury. Do, Do you know me at all? Oh, which one? My bad. Best friends are apparently off now. <laughs> I'm sad. I've told you many times. I know. Is it Mars? <laughs> yes. Because I got you a Mars thing the last time I got you a thing. But I also don't necessarily need to be a, you know, a derivative of a Sailor Scout. I mean, I but... don't either, but it's easy. Because <laughs> I like being the crybaby, okay? <laughs> I have some name suggestions if you guys want. There's like Ursula, Colette, Anisha, Oz, Pascal, Atticus, Puck, Scott, Penny, Yolanda. Yolanda. <laughs> yeah. Puck. Ooh. Yolanda. Okay, I'm going to go with Yolanda because it's a character from one of my favorite books. <laughs> It's a good name. It's a solid name. It's a very good name. I mean, it, I mean, not that that's obviously the only person in the world named Yolanda. It just is my current personal association. Yeah. I have a couple of... I think I'm going to be Puck. Nice. With they, them pronouns. Great. Yeah, I'm going to be boring and be she, her. Appearances. You could be fierce, shoveled, preppy, punk, fabulous. Fabulous is an option. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm fabulous. I think that I am... I think I'm leaning into like disheveled and kind of hippie parents. So like, <laughs> yes, so I, I'm trying to, what, what is the word to describe the look that results from that? <laughs> if you have hippie, I have a strong visual image, but. Oh, like bohemian. 
Yeah. So, but also like disheveled. (laughs) (laughs) Bohemian disheveled. Disheveled bohemian. It's like a deconstructed fashion statement, but the disheveled part is not intentional. It's just... It's it's chic disheveled. Not really. <laughs> it's unintentional, but just the way that it always happens for me. If you have hippie parents, do you have like a secret name? Like, is your name not Yolanda? Is it like Moonbeam or like Starburst? I think that my name is probably Starburst. like Yolanda. Like, that's like her last, like <laughs> her full name that her parents call her is like Yolanda Starshine Moon Rainbow or something. You know, <laughs> like... <laughs> but she doesn't share that part. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I am going to put Starburst in there. That's just funny. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Really, that's a, that's an American candy, right? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's, it's also a name. It totally works. Potentially. <laughs> Puck, what do you look like? So I think leaning into... Leaning into the anime tropes a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of those laid back rocker types. Oh yeah, with bangs over the eyes. So like emo. No, no, not emo. <laughs> okay, more, okay, it's more clean cut, laid back rocker. Okay, pants are maybe a little too tight for the uniform uh, standards. Okay, <laughs> uh, the the loner who you see messing with their guitar off to the side, who you don't think is part of the plot until they are. Okay, amazing. I like that. Oh, I guess that's my quirk. There you go. Is that is that the are are they the person that everyone thinks is unbelievably handsome but no one will approach? Are we going for that anime trope? <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the and the guitar just makes you even more it's, unapproachable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like when Stevani goes into uh-huh. the big donut uh-huh. and it's like and they're like, "Uh, <laughs> Lars and Sadie are both like questioning their sexuality and give them free donuts." This is not who I normally play in these kind of games. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm trying to construct something a little bit off my beaten path. Or lean into it and be a crybaby. I know. Or you could do the exact polar opposite and just be... Right. You could be be like a super scientific person who... Oh, I think that is it. You want to be a chemist when you grow up and you can't tell your parents because... Oh yeah, they would no, chemist, disapprove. Chemist is really good. She because... wants to be a chemist who works a nine to five job and like yes, has an apartment exactly. in the city and her parents are just like, No man, no. Yeah. No, feel the art, paint with your soul. I'm like, but I'm so bad at it. I just wanna do calculations. <laughs> My soul wants a calculator, mom. Wow. Yes. Okay. I, I, I like these uh, I like these demon slayers. Good. (laughs) So now, Yolanda and Puck, we are going to think a little bit about the bonds you have with one another. Um, So basically, that's kind of the unshakable relationships that you have that are going to help you out of a difficult situation, whether that be because you two first met when you were fighting evil and you realized you kind of had to form this like super group or it'd be because you know you both got your periods at the same time and you synced under the light of the moon and it was like a calling. I really really like that. (laughs) So basically there are a couple of bonds there's like a list of bonds you can choose from and each of you pick one for another person and obviously it'll be for each other because we're playing with two people but I'll, I'll, I'll go over a couple and if one of them kind of sparks your imagination then you can claim it and then describe a little bit about uh, the bond and what it means to you so they helped me out of a desperate situation 
They confided in me. They're closer to me than my actual siblings. I'm in love with them. I have so much respect for them because dot, dot, dot. They tried to split us up, but we showed them. They protected me and I'll never forget it. I think I'm in love with them since we have established already that that is like your quirk that the entire school is in love with you. (laughs) And I chose, I have so much respect for you. Right. (laughs) Because you're following your own path. (laughs) And no matter what anybody says, that is the true essence of being a hippie. That's really, that's deep. (laughs) That's deep. I see why everyone's in love with you. Yeah. Layers, right. Yeah. Yeah, Layers on layers and layers like parfait. No, they're an onion. They're an onion. <laughs> Everybody likes them damn parfaits. No, Everybody likes parfait. So I'm in love with them because the thing is, is that we actually get to spend some time together because we are always out like fighting evil together. So I get to see the part of Puck that no one else actually sees. So like, yeah, they're like very attractive, but also like they have this like deep inner soul that I find to be very attractive to me as well, which is the part of them that most other people never get to see. Oh, I like that. No one will know Puck like you know Puck. No one, yes, that. No one knows Puck like I know Puck. No one knows Puck like Yolanda knows Puck. (laughs) Puck is an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in an onion. (laughs) (laughs) Like dipped in a part. (laughs) (laughs) And Puck just like inherently supports Yolanda, just no matter what. Unconditional friendship. This oh. is such a great group. I want to be part of it. <laughs> Until season three, yes. when Yolanda has to confess her love. Oh. And Puck's like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not there for that. Someone will else will be running that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get Emily Reinhardt back on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she loves to hurt us. She loves to hurt us. <laughs> Now we are going to talk a little bit about your first period. Um, And this is going to go Slayer for Slayer, because obviously you kind of have your own experience with your period. Um, So I will pick on the first character sheet I see. So Yolanda, Uh let's let's talk a little bit about your first period, the first time you menstruated. We kind of want to just have a little discussion about what it was like for you. So how did you feel about it? Were you scared, happy, embarrassed, confused? Where did it happen? So we were on a... um... Some of this is going to share some actual personal information because it's good. Yeah, that's what I was like. Are we? It. Are we sharing real stories? Oh, it's here? totally up to you. But I'm. I'm going to share. This is going to be partially. So we were on a class trip. We had gone to. Uh, <laughs> why are you ming? This is going to be sad. No, it's. I'm going to awkward it up too because hippie parents. So we were on a class trip. We had gone skiing like driven up to whatever mountains are close to Sunny Valley for a ski trip. The Sunny Mountains. Yeah, the Sunny Mountains for like class ski trip thing. And I was at the top of the mountain, like having just gotten off of the ski lift and suddenly got hit with like the most horrible cramps. (laughs) Oh. And like ended up lying in the snow for a while before I got myself up and like skied down to the lodge. And then once I got down to the lodge, though, like I went to the bathroom and then I knew what it was because like... My parents had already told me about it. My mom had been very open about it. And and so I wasn't 
surprised. Like, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, it was scary when I didn't know why I was in terrible pain at the top of a mountain with no one around. And then when I went home that night and told my parents, they, like, had a big special, like, celebratory dinner about me, like, coming into... Coming into womanhood. Exactly. (laughs) I love that so much. So, and then, of course, like, I was excited because of that, but then, like, you get the celebratory thing, but then it's also like, and by the way, you're going to be in pain for, like, a couple days out of the month every month. Bye! Have fun! (laughs) So you were fully prepared. Like, your parents had talked to you about, like, the various sanitary options that you had, like, pads, tampons, menstrual cups, everything. So, like, once you actually knew it was a period, you're like, oh, okay, like, Right. It's not like I had anything with me or anything because Mm -hmm. I totally wasn't expecting it. But it was like when I got home, my mom was just like, oh, here and like ordered one of those like some, you know, they have those kits that like give you a whole array of different options to try when you're young and stuff. And I had no idea those existed. Really? Neither. (laughs) Like up until this minute, like I learned that right now. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that either. So I'm actually telling like real story parts again, because my mom really did order one of those. It like came in a special bag and it had a whole bunch of like different sizes of pads and like different sizes of tampons, like, like a, a, like a, a, a little pamphlet about like, congratulations. And also like, you know, here's, how you use all of these and like all of that stuff and it was like in a nice little like purse thing i don't know they're totally out there that's amazing well like (laughs) i i remember my mom and i were in thailand and like she like so they tampons weren't widely used there at that time so I remember my mom had like every time she went back to the state she'd bring home like an entire suitcase filled with tampons oh my gosh so I remember being so excited that I could finally go into the tampon suitcase and my mom was like let me show (laughs) you the holy grail and I was like oh so much excitement I'm a woman now you know You get excited about it until it's like the boring thing. thing. You're like, oh my God, is it done yet? Puck's story is going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. Puck, tell us about your period and your experience the first time. So Puck was on vacation in Florida with their family because their aunt and uncle live in Florida. And they they were vacationing and... Uh, no, no one had had a, had good conversations with poor Puck. Puck's mother had bought them an American Girl book oh. about, like, I think it was called The Caring and Keeping of You. Oh. <laughs> and it had public school abstinence-only education. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little, it was a little more of what the fuck is happening. Mm. And because there wasn't a lot of pain beforehand. For the first one, anyway. Uh, They got really, really bad later in high school. And so Puck came out and explained to their mother what was going on. And their mother freaked out, went and told their aunt. And the two of them, like, were super excited while Puck was just, like, standing there and going, okay, what? I don't know what I do. Uh, I'm bleeding from somewhere and that's not cool. So it was kind of a scary experience for Puck, actually. It was was kind of scary. Like, and at first their mom kind of disbelieved them, like asked them some questions about like, are you sure nothing's chapped? (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Puck spent the rest of the vacation kind of not doing anything. And mom and aunt super excited the entire time. So, okay. It was more exciting for other people than for Buck. Uh, 
I can imagine. That's that sounds like that kind of sounds pretty scary, actually. If no yeah. one's there actually telling you what's going on, and you're not expecting what's about to happen the, to you, the the internet didn't exist the way it does now. No, no. So like, I couldn't like I am my friends or anything. I mean, Putt couldn't. <laughs> I was like, I was watching this thing, and so some guy was like, you know how like back when when we were kids, I was like trying to crowdsource kind of everything about sex in your body, like with all your friends, like okay, what's true, what's not true, you know? Because unless you had like my mom got me like my body myself or something, there was like, and then that that was like the holy grail book. It's like no, guys, I have a book, but now it's so different with the internet. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. It is really funny. That was like, my mom was teaching me like anatomy stuff and like all of those like, st- like really early. I think it was like six when we started talking about it in age appropriate terms, right? Yeah. Like it was just like this like constant. So it was just like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Wow, Puck's a little jealous. My parents might have been a weird brand of hippie parents. <laughs> Certainly my mom was. Uh, my mom was, yeah, my mom was the same way. My dad, like, was a deer in the headlights. Like, he, he just, <laughs> I think, was very thankful to have my mom at that moment who bought me a period ring and stuff like that. She's like, now you're a woman. Here's your initiation ring. <laughs> What's a period ring? It was, so, <laughs> my mom went out and I got to, so after I got to go into the amazing tampon suitcase, yeah. if, if that wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> she actually took me to a jeweler and she... <laughs> I still have the ring. She got me this gold ring with this like oh. red garnet stone in it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I like I am st- wore it to school like, hey, everybody, look at this. Like, <laughs> not realizing so- how awkward I was. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that there are other very much more, you know, like supportive parents out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom was, my mom was great. <laughs> When you uh, had your first period, you got magical powers at the same time. And these were granted to you by the This is going to be a much better story. (laughs) (laughs) These powers were actually granted to you by the moon who kind of saw something special within you and decided that you needed to be one of her agents. You needed to be one of these people going out into the night and fighting kind of the forces of darkness. And the forces of darkness in this case are demons. So now we are going to talk a little bit. We're going to pivot to the fun, magical part of this game. (laughs) And we are going to talk about the powers you have. And the powers you get are actually based on your favorite color. Yolanda, what's your character's favorite color? Disheveled Bohemian. I think she really goes in for earth tones. So I'm going to say yellow, but like a gold, gold yellow. Oh, I like that. So let's see. So yellow. You have the ability to mold the earth and shape stone. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> and Puck, what color are you choosing? Is is teal an option? <laughs> Green or blue is an option. <laughs> <laughs> Just mush them together. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, wait. Let's see if I no, can. No, no, no. You can <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I can choose. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which one is the most different from Yolanda's? Well, do you guys want to go with an elemental type thing? Oh, no, yeah, here. Let's go with blue. I move the wind and wield water. Ooh. Yeah, that's good because now we got earth. Yeah. And then water and fire. Let me put. No, there's, we no, don't have not fire. Fire, not fire. Sorry, earth, wind, and we, water. We need fire. There's obviously a. There's third. obviously a princess somewhere. 
<laughs> Maybe they just haven't gotten their period yet. It's so. true. They haven't, you know, we'll, we'll find them. Obviously, this is season one, so <laughs> we haven't necessarily found everybody yet. The way you guys actually get your powers is when you're on your period. So that's when you can kind of use, you can kind of do this amazing transformation and you can hunt demons. There's mechanics in the game for when you're not on your period. So if you want to play more than one chapter of this game, but we won't get into Mm -hmm. that. So for now, you guys are both going to be on your period when this happens. And when you transform, you get this amazing lunar form. So this magical kind of armor or outfit that you wear. One... What do each of your transformations look like? And two, what do your lunar forms look like? They can be matching. They can be different. I'll let you two decide. I'm going to just jump in and then we can just decide from there. So do you want a a transformation description? Because I'm like so ready. We can save it for the game. Oh, okay. Are we going to do it in game? Because I'll save it for the game in in terms of distinct details. Yeah, yeah. Like just give give me kind of the broad strokes now and then like get into it in the game, I think. Well, I think since it's, since I'm sort of, my powers are like earth and stone kind of stuff, I think it's basically going to end up armor that basically looks like it's made out of sandstone. Oh, that's cool. Very, maybe, I don't know if you think like bad 80s, 90s Roman feminine armor, <laughs> like that. Like Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cena, <laughs> but like sandstone. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, with like a fluffy skirt underneath it that like comes out underneath it, and then like boots that have like the sandstone around the top, and then gloves, of course, and like a, a like a sandstone like crown thingy that looks Ooh. like little sandcastle points. Oh, that's I cute. I think that's it. It may go further than that. We'll see. That's my basic idea. That's fair. <laughs> fair. Puck, what about you? Puck does not have a fluffy skirt. Mm-hmm. Puck has pants. They could they they could have both. Y- yes, I or I was thinking Power Rangers Kimberly with the weird mini skirt, maybe. But we'll we'll start with pants. Okay. <laughs> and I think like slouchy sou- boots. Mm-hmm. I think that those would be really cool. So we're looking at shades of like an aqua blue and a cobalt blue. Really, really beautiful. And of course, their long, magnificent, I think, chestnut brown hair turns into this like bright, dazzling sky blue. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, I forgot about my hairs. That perfectly matches their eyes, which of course you don't see until they transform, Uh which we'll describe later. There's like, and I. I can't wait for the moment where in the transformation sequence, the face comes into view with closed eyes and then shwing. Anyway carry on (laughs) and then i'm thinking motorcycle jacket Uh uh-huh i mean you still have to have that coolness you know yeah still needs to have that edge that clean cut edge je ne sais quoi yeah clean cut rocker edge (laughs) (laughs) awesome okay and finally you guys have a mentor so you have someone who kind of communes with the moon for you. You kind of have your Giles, basically, if we think of this in Buffy terms. Um, And there's a couple of different options you can choose from. So you could choose a nocturnal animal. So it could be some type of cat or owl who gives you these missions. You can choose a retired demon hunter. So uh, a former slayer who no longer longer hunts, but is focused on training you. Because they've been through menopause. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the menopause. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's great. I like that. Yes, she's been through. Yeah, or they've been through. Or an avatar of the moon. So some type of, you know, like a shape or like a statue maybe that you speak to. Do one of those speak to you? The animal, the demon hunter, or the avatar of the moon? They are all awesome. I I like I like the retired demon hunter. Okay. Okay, so I want you two to answer a few questions for me, which is, why did they retire? What's their profession now? And what demon did they fail to defeat? Ooh. So I think that they actually retired. I think Andy's right. They retired because they've gone through menopause and they're not menstruating anymore. Right? So they don't have those phases where they actually get those powers. But now they're at a place in their life where instead they can commune directly with the moon in a way that we maybe can't do. And they can be that person, that mentor who's been down that path and knows how to like train people. Right? Yeah. Are they our health teacher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the like PE <laughs> teacher? Like, yeah, the PE slash health teacher. Yeah, because the PE teachers always get stuck teaching all of that stuff. <laughs> It's, it was it was so bad. <laughs> were they, but they, I guess they were pretty knowledgeable then. Actually, does this person have a name and what are their preferred pronouns? No, there is no name. <laughs> uh, yes, the teacher of no name. <laughs> Do not refer to me as a name. I'm <laughs> refer to me I, only as my profession, teacher. Teacher. That's <laughs> that sounds like more of the art teacher than the PE teacher. Their name is Coach. I think we call them Coach. Coach something. I'm skimming my bookshelf, and of course, I just looked over there because I always skim my bookshelf for names. And I'm like, Elizabeth Moon. Wait, well, that might be a little too on the nose. <laughs> that might be a little. <laughs> but that really is the name of the author, anyway. Coach Moon, <laughs> but it's spelled with a U. But pronounced like Moon. Moon, no, 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 no. Coach Luna, we could go on oh, the nose, but not too but on not, the nose. Not quite as on the nose. I, I'm good with that. Let's do that. Luna's my new middle name. I know, and it's a good one. So we should have a coach named Luna. Not, not at all because of Sailor Moon. Of course not. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> awesome. Coach Luna, and you totally don't know the coach's full name, I'm assuming. That's only going to happen in episode three, of course. Yep. Yeah. What, what demon did they fail to... What demon did she, they, he... We can go she, she, I think. Yeah, what demon did she fail to defeat before she retired? I'm envisioning something kind of like the one that Buffy had to do where, like, no blade could cut it kind of deal. And then she blew it up with a rocket launcher, but... Oh, yeah! They, Adam! They, like, cut... No, it was... No. Well, there there was that, but I but they didn't defeat Adam with a rocket launcher. That is oh. the the one where they had to bring all of the different parts together because oh, yeah. they had dismantled them, and this was right after Angel had gone evil. Right, it was like he all the bits of them were in boxes because they'd yeah. gotten like chopped up, but they couldn't kill him or something. They couldn't kill him. I don't right? know. I've, we don't have that. to do that exactly, but I'm envisioning a demon somewhere along those lines where like whatever their whatever coach luna's power is it was like a thing that could sort of disable it for a period of time but couldn't defeat it okay well pick a color for coach luna actually let's see what her her Um, power was purple purple (laughs) oh okay oh this is perfect she she wove the future and tasted the past oof oh yeah (laughs) 
Okay, I like that. So she basically, yeah, maybe she had kind of the ability to kind of skip back and keep trying to like fix her mistakes and she never really was able to. She was able to kind of control the demon, but never truly defeat it. Yes. That is amazing. Okay, that is fantastic. Now we're going to, uh, we're going to get to the more mechanical side of the game. And this all has to do with your menstruation as it is now. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually roll for different things like how heavy your menstruation is, how you feel about it, maybe the emotion that adversely affects you during your during your period and things like that. And then based on each of those, we're going to kind of decide how your character reacts to it. And then these these reactions will be used later on in the game. I have been picking on Yolanda a lot to go first, so I'm going to pick on Puck now. All right. You want me to roll a d6? Yes, please. First thing we're doing is to figure out how heavy your menstruation is. Three. It's heavy. (laughs) Period. Oh. Oh, that's not what I was hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that sounds like real life. (laughs) It rarely is. What I need to uh, for you to answer for me now is what's the immediate drawback for you about your period flow? The moment you're hit with a heavy period, what's that drawback? So drawing from some personal experience, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I had really heavy flow and the doctor put me on like some basic birth control to help stop it. But I didn't know that in my family that type of birth control was actually not good for whatever it interacted with us bad. So I had migraines for the year I was on it, like three times a week. So migraines. It's migraines. That is not fun. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. Also, if, 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 if you're in pain and there's weird things happening to you and you just started some medication, it might be the medication. Yeah, and actually... Yeah. Nobody told 18-year-old me that. Well, nobody tells 18-year-old anybody when they go on birth control that it does all sorts of weird stuff to you, so... It's true. Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> My doctor also didn't tell me about the birth controls part of it. Oh. He wouldn't make eye contact with me when he prescribed it. Wow. He was like, and it does other things, too. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Gosh. Okay. Luckily, it came with a pamphlet. I was about to say. <laughs> like, like, ah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, um, now we're going to roll for your moon, and that's how you feel about your menstruation. Um, obviously, it's, it's, like, it's kind of a deeper overall feeling. If you decide you want to change this afterwards, you can, because we kind of already established a little bit of feelings behind it, but maybe you've moved on from that. So why don't you roll me a d6? Yeah. Two. Annoyed. Does that? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And then the question is, how does this emotion present itself? So like when you get super annoyed about this, what do you do? Do you like blow people off? Do you snap? Yeah, I think I I retreat more and I probably like cut school and I just hate people. Like I, I hate everything it's pretty much me on my period fair mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, fair <laughs> sounds appropriate like, unless you bring me chocolate and advil leave me alone <laughs> well it's like the fun like at the start of every of our patreon games we have like things like you know things you should eat materials you need and stuff and it was just so fun like listing all the period things that i could think of like wine <laughs> chocolate tea you know yeah. <laughs> like hot water chips. bottle you know yeah. <laughs> hot water bottles are amazing Senna turned me on to those so much better than heating pads anyway also the the cups yeah menstrual cups yeah i have a funny story about menstrual cups i will try to work in at some point oh, so. okay. amazing 
Okay, now we're going to roll for your um, soul. And this is this is linked a little bit to everything. And it's it's the main emotion that adversely affects you during your period. So like, you know, what are you kind of... One. Oh, well, this is a good thing. You actually don't really have a... Uh, you don't really have a mood change that really affects you heavily. So you're kind of just all over the place. <laughs> so I'm a loner. So nobody notices me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one can tell the difference <laughs> yeah and then the question obviously is what is fuck? how do you immediately re- react when your emotion affects you and i would say like because no one notices i mean how does that how does that affect you when like you know you do have like a mood swing and no one acknowledges that oh man that sucks like i don't feel seen i'm just so misunderstood oh so do you get broody yeah i think i get broody a little bit okay. that's a good i i play a lot of songs from the cure <laughs> <laughs> and then finally we are no visible change <laughs> i love it, but it, it, it it's not, it sounds so shady to write no visible change because obviously your character is going through something but that's part of it you know like sometimes people sometimes don't recognize it yeah i mean you get yeah. you get like broodier <laughs> broodier <laughs> especially you know it's such a taboo subject to talk about and yolanda's my only friend so i feel like like they don't like they don't wipe the clump of hair from their eyes before they start playing they just let it hang there right yes you know? that's how you know yeah. that's how you know <laughs> and then tempest the the physical pain caused by your period one Ooh, you don't have any pain. Oh my gosh. Other than the migraines. <laughs> oh, the migraines. Okay, so actually let's change that. So it's either you can choose kind of what you do or you can roll, but we've established things. So like distressful, is that a fair description? Or unbearable? Migraines are unbearable, I guess. Right? Yeah, migraines are pretty Right. Unbearable. All right, I'm writing unbearable. What hinders you most with this pain? Like what's the worst about the migraines? I become really sensitive to sound. Oh. And I'm a musician. Yeah, like your outlet is music, so. (laughs) Your life is hard. (laughs) Okay. I know. (laughs) They're so tortured and beautiful. (laughs) You have a heavy flow, and you get migraines from that. You're kind of, you get annoyed, and when that happens, you retreat into yourself and you kind of start hating people there's not really any visible change about you at least when you get a mood swing but that kind of just irks you and you get a little bit broody when people don't notice these things and the pain you have when you have these migraines is unbearable and you get sensitive to sound that is you puck yolanda yep (laughs) let's roll for how heavy your flow is I got a six. Six. Ooh, it's ever-changing. Yay! The best! One day super heavy, one day light. You think your period's over? Nope, it's back in two days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, like, you know, what's, what's the one drawback for, for your flow? Are you, like, always having to be prepared? Do you have, like, every sanitary item under the sun with you? Always prepared. Yeah, I, I think I have to, like, never unprepared my for my period, basically. <laughs> That's, like, a thing. And also because with that, it is also a little bit unpredictable about when it shows up. So it's not okay. like a 28-day regular. It's like a 20 to 30 day 20 to 35 
18 to 35. Like, there's a broad range. <laughs> so we're not always fighting together. We're just going to make that happen, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you can you can actually do something called spotting in the game. <laughs> and, wow. and that's basically where you, you still get to transform. You still get to fight evil. It's just that you're not as powerful as you would be when you're fully menstruating. So, I mean, maybe Yolanda does some spotting. Yep, so probably uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Now, Yolanda, please roll a d6 to see how you feel about your menstruation. Uh, two. Two. Okay, so that's annoyed again. But we kind of talked about how you, like, you know, you had this conversation with your with your parents, and they were pretty supportive of it. So there's also the option to have, like, happy or proud if you want to have something else like that. Or you could have embarrassed, sad, angry. I don't know. I, I actually don't think that I'd probably be embarrassed about it. Oh, but what I might be embarrassed about is the way that my parents are so very not embarrassed about it and are like telling everybody. <laughs> oh, so like you're known as the period girl at school. Right. Because because my mom will just like talk about it to random people because she's like so proud of the fact that I got it. And it's been like, it's been like a year or something, right? Like it's not new anymore. And she's still telling the lady at the front desk about like, like, it, like, you know, we're still trying to track it and pin it down, but it's just really (laughs) like, I have her on some new herbs and you're like, like, oh, science. Please please don't. Yes. Exactly. Like, (laughs) can I, can I please go to a doctor? (laughs) The homeopath is a doctor, dear. (laughs) Okay, no, that's in, I go to a homeopath sometimes myself, so totally not dissing it. Right, right, right. But yeah, how does how does your embarrassed emotion kind of present itself? Like, what do you do when you become incredibly embarrassed about this? I kind of, I think I kind of try to like hide because I think so. I think at this point, I think the embarrassment comes like you know every time my mom does it, even if I'm not present. Then like you know if somebody else in the school was present, then like this whole wave of like ooh period girl and all that stuff like comes up again, and so mm-hmm. it's like a thing I get teased about a bunch. So even though like half the school has it, right? But no one else is talking about it publicly because society is dumb stigma so i think it's this thing where like i i just kind of like try to become as inconspicuous as possible okay like i try to i I, basically i try to hide like i still have to show up to class and stuff but like i sit in the very very back and i come in 30 seconds after everyone else and i you know yep i understand that yep (laughs) that's just like my life all the time (laughs) no Roll me for your soul, the main emotion that adversely affects you during your period. Um, five. Oh, that's interesting. Sadness. Okay. <laughs> you didn't want to be the weepy one, but... No, but I'm gonna be and I'm cool with that. <laughs> How do you immediately react when this emotion affects you? Yeah, I mean, so so I I do become it basically means that I will start crying at things that seem small but feel big, right? Because it just heightens all of those emotions. And because I don't necessarily feel like I can fix any of those problems or do anything about them, instead what happens is I start crying. So, yeah, and it's and that doesn't help with being embarrassed. No, no. But that's why you're like looking out the window teased. in school and you see like a happy dog at a stoplight in a car and you're just like, a dog's living its best life. No, it's more like, 
I'm getting teased because my mom is talking to the like school receptionist about the fact that it started again. And then like kids are pointing and laughing at me and then I cry and then they laugh harder. It snowballs. It, it, yeah. It's not yep. good. There's some hiding no. in the bathroom stuff that might happen during that. When things when things get really bad, it's like run away. <laughs> and then we're going to roll for your tempest. So the physical pain caused by your period. Four. It's moderate. So, you know, you have the waves of cramps, but it's not, it's not unbearable. You don't have migraines or anything like that. You have, uh, you know, you take a, a paracetamol. Is that a thing in America? I think so, right? And you, uh, you know, you get rid of the cramps. But what hinders you most about this pain, this uh, kind of moderate pain that a lot of women experience? Let me think about it because that's, that's like my life right there real life. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, no, like whatever I've taken for it is starting to wear off. Like, you just have to track all that stuff. And it makes me not want to do a lot of physical activity. Is it tiring? Is it just the pain kind of tiring? Yeah, it's like, it's tiring. And and I think that with when I get them, like, I'm usually also like cold. So my instinct is to like curl up and stay warm and like bundle. Tired cold mm-hmm. and snuggly yeah snuggly <laughs> yeah <laughs> require snuggly things cool so you have an unpredictable flow um so mm-hmm. it's ever-changing yay <laughs> which uh you know causes you to be slightly embarrassed because your mom's always talking to people about it and that kind of snowballs into bullying mm-hmm. and then like when it that kind of hits you you feel a bit sad um, and you cry a bit from the helplessness of it and the pain you experience is is moderate and it makes you tired, cold, and snugly. I am going to explain the mechanics now of the game. It is um, a very simple game. Mechanically, what we're trying to do is amp up the drama, of course, and highlight periods. So what's going to happen is, like in a normal roleplay game, anytime your character does specific things, which we're going to go over in a second, you're going to roll 1d6. Um, so anytime your slayer tries to connect with somebody else gets in a fight, uses their magical abilities, or tries to keep their calm, you're going to roll a 1d6. So for example, if you're trying to sneak, you're probably going to try to keep your calm. Or if you're trying to, I don't know, connect, seduce somebody, you will uh, try to connect with someone else and roll a 1d6. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seduced anybody in my entire life. You accidentally seduced everybody. Yeah. Since the wording says try, I mean, maybe this won't apply to Puck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they don't have to try. They don't have to try. <laughs> they just are. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the hair on the eyes mm-hmm. thing. It's when you just do the like, oh, the swish. <laughs> um, like, people just kind of follow all over themselves. It's weird. So you roll a d6. If you roll a one to do, you fail and the situation gets worse. So I can do things like deal damage to you. I can put more enemies in the scene or, you know, grab you by like, if I'm an enemy, I could grab you. And if you roll a three to four, you succeed, but there's a twist. So you do what you're set out to. Let's say you're trying to sneak. You you manage to sneak through, but there's a twist, like an enemy comes around the corner or one of, one of the kind of situations getting worse, I could also bring into it. Or it could be a positive twist. Who knows? That's uh, the chance you take. And if you roll a five to six, you succeed and the scene moves on. However, since you have all these 
beautiful period states, which we just talked about. So like your heavy flow, you getting annoyed and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you roll and you get a result you don't like, like you roll a one to two or you roll a three to four, you can choose to bump up your results. So if you roll a one to two, you can choose to make it a three to four. And if you roll a three to four, you can choose to make it a five to six. And the way in which you do that is to mark one of your period states. So you can see these beautiful little pink boxes, that's where you're going to mark them. And depending on uh, the action you took is which period state you mark. So when you try to connect with someone else, you're going to mark soul. When you get in a fight, you're going to mark tempest. When um, you use your magical ability, you're going to mark blood. And when you try to keep your calm, you're going to mark moon. What you'll do is you'll get one a level above, so you'll get a your one or two will become a three or four, and your three or four will become a five or six. And then you, as a role player, must exhibit your period state. So those little descriptions that we wrote, that needs to affect your slayer then. So for example, let's say Puck's trying to use one of their magical abilities, like they want to summon a huge gust of wind, and they roll a one to two, and they decide they wanted a three or four, you are going to get a very heavy migraine. And that's what's going to happen when we mark the period state. And your state lasts until the end of the scene or you're marking a new state. Maybe you guys are rolling everything at once and rolling really badly. Then you can mark a state once per scene. I think we're ready to play. Sweet. Are, oh, Sunny Valley, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's their setting again? Sunny Valley. <laughs> well, Puck and Yolanda. It was a beautiful day in Sunny Valley, but almost the moment school ended... A heavy rain swept over the valley, from over the mountains into the valley. The sky became gray, and as you were both off to your various after-school activities, whether that just be playing your guitar alone in one of the empty classrooms, (laughs) or dodging your mother, who's uh, come to see the school nurse yet again, you, you noticed a distinct change in the mood of Sunny Valley so to say. And you also know, the both of you know, that you have a meeting with Coach Luna. You know, you're always meant to check in with her, um, see if she has a new mission from you from uh, from the moon, or uh, maybe heard about something. You both head over to kind of, I, I guess, like, Lu- Coach Luna probably has an office, which is like off the side of the locker room. Yes, That's always, yes. Yeah. I mean, If Riverdale has taught me anything, that is where the coach's office is. Yes. You go and you meet her. Um, She's a grizzled woman. People, you know, often assume that she's been in a war or something like that because she has this huge kind of scar running across her face. And, you know, she's even though she's, uh, you know, she's in her late 50s, she's very muscular. And she kind of has these like almost like war torn hands. When you walk into her office, you see that her eyes are just as clouded as the sky. And you almost see like these rolling clouds going through them. And the moment you kind of open the door, she uh, she kind of snaps to and looks at the both of you with a bewildered look in her eyes. Coach Luna? Hey, were you, were you talking to the moon? I was, and it is not good, children. It is not good at all. What exactly isn't good? She kind of like, you know, she tightens her mouth and she uh, she says, I have some bad news. There's, uh, there's something I haven't told you to. I once faced a grave enemy. An enemy so great, in fact, I was not able 
to defeat them. And the moon has told me that it has come to Sunnyvale on the recent weather that you have experienced. And it is now wandering the valley. We hope you enjoyed episode 104 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, check us out online at sasgeek.com or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more music, tour dates, and merch online, kieranstrange.com, and on Twitter at Kieran Strange. You can find Liz Chipratacoon at angryhamsterpublishing.com, and be sure to keep a lookout for their Kickstarter coming later this year. Afterlife Wandering Souls. The quick start can be found on DriveThruRPG. And join us in two weeks for our next Bloody Demon Slayer adventure. She's a rock.